0: Well, I'm a firm believer in uh, <clears throat> Creating rhythm um, And just like having you know, Things that happen At the same time Every day and, um, and that starts with Just waking up at the same time Every day so. You are listening to The Live Better Show With Brett and Jason Where we dive into Life crushers Changing their game Talking about wellness And sharing a message Of putting plan into action Live Better is based on Five pillars Move better better think
1: better give better and live better we move for freedom to do and go where and when we want we practice good nutrition to combat an age of being overfed and undernourished we practice mindfulness for ways to live purposefully we give better as the basis for why we do anything at all especially when focusing on the health of our clients and community
0: and at the intersection of it all we live better Health and wellness is the sustainable fuel to do whatever it is in life you want to do better. Our guests share their story, their mission, and the pursuit of having the best day ever every single day.
1: Hey! Turn up, bitch!
0: (laughs) The Live Better Show is brought to you by Live Better Retreats. Come join us on an epic adventure where we will fuel your body, your mind, and your spirit to accomplish new goals. This time is the right time for you to join us on an epic Live Better experience. This full immersion opportunity will grant you access to the best in nutrition, wellness, movement, yoga, and an amazing community you will bring home after the trip. Right now, you can join us on a Live Better experience to have the best day ever every single day let's crush it fam. Jason and Brett here from Live Better, super excited to have Marcus on the on the show today. How's everything going with you today Marcus? Going well, uh, so far so
2: good, thank you guys for, for inviting me to be a part of this.
0: Yeah, we're super pumped to, to have you on, um, we'll obviously get into everything that Um, you do across your social channels your personal training your own training Um, and one of the things that we just were chatting about right before we started the call was um, and I already enjoyed what you called your morning your morning rituals Uh, I would love to just learn about what you did this morning and, and how those have become rituals and and those routines are super helpful for our listeners and what we like to do so we always love to hear what people do to start their day
3: yeah sure um
2: well, I'm a firm believer in uh, <clears throat> creating rhythm um, and just like having you know, things that happen at the same time every day, and um, and that starts with just waking up at the same time every day. So, uh, my alarm is set for 5 a.m. and uh, it's it's like a rise and shine alarm. So the light sort of gets brighter as it uh, gets closer to five, but.
3: I actually wake up at like 4.44, like on the dot almost every day without the alarm and right before it starts. Um, and, and then I have a combination of like, you know, go into the kitchen, get coffee. I do about full 30 minutes of kind of stretching. Um, we have a hot tub at our house that I then get into after that. And then I go take a really
2: cold shower and then I start preparing some, uh, you know, breakfast for myself and for my daughter. My daughter wakes up usually around um, 6.30. So I get about an hour and a half by myself, which I really um, appreciate. I'll I'll probably listen to a book on tape while I'm stretching and um, out in the hot tub. and uh, And then she gets up and, you know, we get to... Do breakfast and my wife gets up sometime around then too and so we'll all kind of connect as a family before we get off on our day she goes to daycare i go to the gym my wife goes to work um so that that's how the the day goes
0: are there any specific stretches you do in the morning or you talked about books on tape um are there any things that you've been listening to recently
2: yeah, I have been um, – I've done – on and off for a number of years, I've, like, practiced um, this uh, kind of postural alignment practice called a Goscue. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but it's not, like, super mainstream, but um, some people have heard of it and sort of this, this princ- these principles of looking at the um, – the the key joints of the body and how they're supposed to be aligned your shoulder hip, knee, ankle are all supposed to you know stack on top of each other uh, in in, you know the frontal plane sagittal plane uh, just looking at different um, you know alignment and then if you're out of alignment that's where a lot of uh, pain you know dysfunction uh, stems from so they got this whole series of like more or less static and active positions that you you know put your body into to help realign you. And, and some of them are stretches. some of them are just you might look at them and just be like, oh you're just kind of relaxing into a position. Um, but I do a variety of those and then um, the book on tape lately I they go back and forth between
0: essentialism and uh, dare I think it's dare to lead by Brene Brown. Now, you uh, yeah, you, you heard, you, you've heard of both of those? Heard of both of those, yeah. yeah. I actually just read Daring Greatly um, by her, so that's super interesting. Yeah, it's such a powerful message. Um, I love that you start your day with with the not only the routine, which is something that we love to talk about, um, but it's a purposeful, meaningful routine. So I think, obviously, based on um, what you've done, you're very purposeful in everything you do. So that's such a great way to, to kick off the morning.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, um, and then sometimes, you know,
3: life has pulled me out of routines. Um, you know,
2: just my, my, my daughter, she's not quite two yet. So she's not, you know, she's a little unpredictable. Um, she has been for the, for the past year. And so it's just been, uh, when, I, when, when we do get into rhythms as a family, I, I do find myself gravitating back to what I just kind of uh, described to you guys.
1: So what happens uh, once you get through the morning routine? How long does that take you usually? You said like about an hour and a half, and then you guys are out?
2: Yeah, an hour and a half, and then everyone starts getting up. So I kind of have that hour and a half to myself where I, I go through that. <clears throat> and then... Um, yeah. What was the, the the question? Well, how does the, how does the day unfold after that? Is that what you are saying?
1: Yeah, yeah. So once you get into the gym, then is that your time to work out, or uh, are you headed there to start work?
2: Um, when I get to the gym, it, it, it has varied, but you know, historically, it's always been get to the gym
3: first things. You know, first
2: thing in, I'm going to do some movement, and it's going to be um more you know aerobic in nature so just sort of like moving the body breathing flowing around um, nothing weight like not a lot of resistance training not a lot of weights, you know involved at the time um, that's just kind of always been something I really like to do to start my day I mean if if I didn't have other, <clears throat> if I didn't have obligations like this, I had to get this person to take care or whatever. Like I would, I'd probably after my my morning stretching and you know hot touting, I would do aerobic work in the morning. I love just like breathing and moving blood around, and I think that's like a really great way to start the day too. So historically, that's kind of been how I started when I got into the gym, <clears throat> and then pretty much work for a, a big. A, a chunk of the morning into the early afternoon and then um, like a more you know a a more in-depth training session starting around you know 12 or 1 o'clock
0: what does the work look like between those two sessions what are some of the projects you're currently up to and then we can go um, a little bit deeper into those as we progress
3: yeah
2: um, well, it's kind of twofold. There's, you know, there's um, the the work that I've done for pretty much eight, seven or eight years now, which is, you know, personal coaching um, clients <throat> from all over the world. So that that's sort of my foundation as a coach. Was um, I while I did do a lot of group fitness coaching and I owned a group fitness gym, something that sort of grew out of that was a a passion for individual coaching Uh, meaning you know clients that whether they're local or or um, you know remote clients um, sort of evaluating their total life picture and then putting together a nutrition and training protocol um, that is you know customized to their needs their goals helping them achieve of uh, health and fitness um, through a, a very personalized way. And then, so I, I'll be, you know, in that time when I'm maybe on the computer, I might be responding to client emails. I might be checking in with those clients when they're on the floor, working out at my facility. Um, I might be writing program, programs for them. So, doing some program designing. <clears throat> that is, uh, you know used to be a hundred percent of what i did and now that has kind of contracted into something a bit smaller where i do less of the personal coaching and now i'm doing a lot more of the coaching of my staff who are doing the bulk of the client you know programs that we uh, send out so we have you know of our let's say <clears throat> 100 clients that we have um I'm coaching maybe about 20% of the, the total client load that we have as a business, and, um, and then the rest are working with our coaches. So educating them, uh, helping them to better understand the, the craft of coaching so that they can you know, execute and give people really great results. And then on top of that, I'm also uh, growing this functional bodybuilding brand which is sort of becoming uh, known <clears throat> as a place where people can get training programs, um, but also education around movement,
3: movement pairing, movement prescription, uh, movement uh, you know coaching, and um, helping people to expand their sort of knowledge base around what, you know what can they what can they
2: use for movement to get them out of the traditional patterns that many clients find themselves just using too often, and maybe getting in, into overuse injuries or, or sort of burning out on. So I'm I, I'll spend time um, writing content for for that side of the business. You know, cr- we're creating um, some online courses uh, writing some training programs for that and then ultimately all of it really needs to be marketed in a, an effective way so people know what we do and so <clears throat> marketing for me is uh, you know spending time on social media doing social media work um,
1: writing social media content and, um, and email content for our, our audience Yeah, when Brett and I were taking a look Through your Instagram I think that I really loved two things The first, number one is the name um, Because I think for most people Who are your general exerciser That for the most part Want to feel better and look better But the combination of those two things Like at least bodybuilding And doing so in a functional manner Is a really cool direction That I think that that industry Has needed to head uh, towards For quite some time because most people without a serious gym age just can't handle the volume, as you suggested, going through like overuse injuries. And then they miss the gap on where to find proper education within that forum. And I'm yeah. really happy and like appreciative that there are people out there like you that are taking some time to present that also in a way – that is really easily digestible. It looks good um, and then translates into being educational for people to actually implement in their own life. Because I feel like on social media, there's such a disconnect between people either just showing you what they're capable of doing or educating in a way that's too complex that can't be broken down into little tidbits. So I I really like that you're kind of hitting all three of those, like framing lifting to like look good and perform well in a really easy way that people can relate to that you're mm-hmm. educational around why you're doing it um and then breaking it down into these little bite-sized um kind of like posts that fit within a larger program that i think people can really really benefit from when i was looking through it, i thought it was awesome oh well
2: thank you i appreciate you saying that and uh i'm glad that i'm i'm sort of
0: delivering on on, on what i'm trying to get out there for sure one of the topics you discussed which i think is very interesting was the the uh, pairing of movements or movement pairing Um, i would love for you to just expand on that because i think one of the uh, jason and i are both personal trainers we both teach group fitness Um, we train uh, plenty of clients and um, align with everything like jason said across your platform um, I would just love for you to expand on that for the audience that's listening, that's either the people that are training or people that are personal training. Um, I would just love to, to hear about what you, um, how you use movement pairing.: Sure,
3: yeah.
2: Um, well, most of my thinking around movement pairing is just uh, come from my own personal experience in, in training. Like uh, not other clients as much as just my own um, fitness pursuit so that's something that I've just maybe for really since I think I started trying to be a coach was that I I just found that I learned best through my own training experience more so than I learned through you know seeing clients responding to certain things Um, and I've kind of shown that for a number of years on my social media is that like I'm I'm out here doing this stuff all the time and that's my sort of laboratory I'm learning, um, and what kind of happened maybe two years ago was that I sort of made a pretty like uh, conscious decision to start training. Um, and moving away from the sport of CrossFit. So I I had a bunch of years of competing in CrossFit and then sort of was like, you know, this maybe isn't going to fit into my lifestyle now that I'm a father and now that I'm starting this new business and I don't want to just be spending all my time training to try and be the fittest on earth. I'd like to, you know, have a more sustainable training movement practice. So uh, I've had a coach for a number of years that's helped me um, Design my training, and we sort of started experimenting with uh, just sort of a lot of different movement um, movement patterns and exercises that sort of either never been exposed to or I hadn't really utilized since like pre CrossFit days. Um, you know, CrossFit definitely is um, a unique training style that has changed.
3: A lot of people's perception of what it means to do, you know, mixed modal and functional training. Um, but when you're in the competitive world of it, it actually gets relatively limited in terms of like what movements you're actually doing. You know, it's the competitive scene of CrossFit tests
2: a, a relatively finite number of movements. And so you end up just doing those movements over and over and over again. You know, it might seem like a lot of different varied stuff, but it's just different combinations of like the same 20 things almost. And um, so my body was just sorta burnt out on doing all that and I was just thirsty to get into new, new planes and new patterns. I mean, I didn't know I was, but as soon as I started that practice for myself, it just really opened my eyes to like, God, there's so much I haven't been doing that's fun. That keeps me feeling energized. that keeps my body, you know, looking good and feeling good. And they're not a, they're not a huge departure from, you know, sound functional uh, training principles and strength conditioning principles. They're just they're just things
3: that aren't showing up in the CrossFit Games, um, you know. And so, a
2: lot of unilateral training entered into my my scope, um, or, or sorry, returned to my scope of practice. Um, a lot of bodybuilding principles that I had been using when I was younger, but I'd sort of abandoned in, in an effort to, to build, you know, absolute strength and speed uh, for the Olympic lifts and, um, you know, lactic endurance for some of the tough stuff that we did in CrossFit, I started to reintroduce now. And <clears throat> so that has really, over the past couple of years, been my, like, predominant training style and so now it's like, when I used to think about pairing movement patterns like knee flexion and upper body pulling for a training session, which is a very classic movement pairing and combination, it's just the, the, the exercise selection is now more than just a front squat, back squat, or a thruster, or a clean. It involves a lot of different loading patterns, With kettlebells and dumbbells and um, unilateral knee flexion versus just double leg training, which was mostly what we were doing in CrossFit, Um, and then the upper body pulling spectrum has just gotten really varied with – again utilizing you know different implements from rings to bars to ropes to mixed grip stuff to dumbbells unilateral uh, horizontal plane vertical plane pulling and so i stick with the idea of we're going to pair movements that go well together a push and a pull a bend and a push uh, a squat and an upper body pull you know things that have just classically been been done i also took a lot i take a lot of inspiration from how crossfit helped us uh, and it helped me sort of break out of the just the, the classic mold like you can pair three different upper body pulling exercises that actually all fatigue the grip but you can still use it in a specific way to overload grip and scapular endurance training you know that's something that came out of doing a crossfit workout that had toes to bar muscle ups and pull ups all in the same workout and you're like those aren't supposed to go together but it's like yeah well that was the test of the day and having done that for years and lots of different combinations i learned that there's there's real benefit and there's value in pairing some of these things so um i know you asked a pretty simple question i gave you a very long-winded answer but it, it's really just to say like i am taking now almost 20 years of of training experience it's about how long i've been in the gym um a huge bit of bodybuilding i've done a huge bit of crossfit i've done and then the last couple of years has been this this kind of hybrid of taking both and
3: and then just finding finding uh, Tried and true
2: methods of pairing um, different movements and progressing different, you know, progressing through different movement patterns um, from very simple stuff to complex, you know, movement um, movements and exercises.
1: I, I think I pulled out a few things that I really liked from your answer, so I'm glad you gave a long one. And I think in some of that, it just comes down to. Realizing how transferable movement is, no matter what the application is, but then making sure that what moves you select serve your goal and your purpose. So I, I think like the the general exerciser um, or someone who might be a little bit more new fails to create a very specific goal around either health or aesthetics or performance, and then whomever they follow might be the wrong prescription for what they're trying to achieve. And if they don't have a coach, if they don't have a great library of exercises to show that it can be fun and different, people default into patterns that they're good at, and then that leads to some of that overuse. So whenever I get a client, it's always... How can we assess to get where you want to go by ex- like by selecting the correct exercises that fit together, and then how can we explore some different options within the scope of your goal that make sense and are fun? So I really like that you kind of walked through that and the way that you progressed from bodybuilding into CrossFit and how now I've merged the two because I feel like my training has kind of followed a very similar suit. When I got into lifting, I was small in high school and just wanted to get bigger. So obviously followed more of a, a bodybuilding style prescription, but then realized that I still needed to play soccer and wanted to run faster and was just dealing with some injuries from that. So added back in more performance training and now have kind of come back full circle to combine the two of them for what I do for the most part. So I'm um, I'm happy you gave a long answer because I think that's important for people to hear that your training can be fun and varied, um, but picking exercises for the right reasons are is always the best idea.
2: Yeah, well, I, uh, yeah, to expand on that too, um, one of the things that I just I started to see, and you know, granted, like I spent. I've spent the majority of the last six, seven years in the CrossFit community and in the CrossFit prescription, you know, world. Where I'm seeing, I'm seeing what a lot of uh, group fitness facilities, CrossFit facilities, CrossFit coaches, uh, uh, competitive training programs, online training programs, marketed and targeted to CrossFit people.
3: Um, yeah, that's that's been kind of where I've sat and i just i just saw that there was this huge gap in the you know understanding of like a full spectrum of of strength conditioning movements like you know there's
2: life there's more to life than thrusters and you know pull-ups and (laughs) and and then for those people that are like you know they don't do crossfit and that looks stupid I'm like well then get your ass in the gym and do some thrusters and pull-ups and learn something because there's just a lot to be learned from that um, so I, I don't know I just kind of played both sides of it and um, and you're right like having the right movements to prescribe to somebody it requires uh, you know having a, like you said having a access to a library or being able to see what well, what are some movements and that's been a big mission of mine is to just expose people to more stuff and I know people are getting a lot of value out of seeing like oh my gosh there's this whole library of you know Mark is calling it functional bodybuilding movements but there's this whole library of exercises that I'd never seen before and so I spent a year and a half just kind of throwing tons of it out to social media and um and putting out some training programs where people could try it mixed in with some classic Stuff that they were used to, and now it's like everyone wants to play around with it. So I'm like, okay, well, there's another layer to this, and that layer is you have to actually know what, like, what's what are these things? What's the purpose of these movements? You know, it's um, tired. You know, we can only see so much of the flashy stuff, and then we're like, okay, well, what what do I actually need to do to get better at any of this? And that's That's kind of my new um, focus is all right, how do I give people tools to take, you know, what appears maybe to the untrained eye as just a bunch of random stuff that I'm posting on social media and actually put it into a format that allows somebody to say, oh, wow, that, okay, that single leg exercise that he's doing is like on the easy spectrum. And that one is on the hard spectrum, and I'm more in this. This kind of I'm I'm kind of a beginner, so I'm going to start over here, and I'm going to follow his progression, and that's going to make me better, you know. Or a coach being able to say, "Oh, like you're," you know, he's actually talking to me. I can hear him talking to me right now because I actually only know like. 20 different exercises and that's all I'm prescribing to everybody (laughs) but I need to actually know more than that I need to have a bigger library and I need to know how they all fit into a continuum of easy to hard or simple to complex so that I can choose the right stuff for the right people because I I can I know that Jim that's coming in has sort of been with me for four years and he's kind of more advanced and I know that you know Jeff coming in is kind of his first week so Anyway, that's that's been uh, a, a new focus of mine, and it's certainly taking up you know, a good portion of that day that we talked about earlier.
0: So with that, um, I love that you are able to educate the client and the coach, because just like Jason mentioned, looking through your page, I'm already going to be implementing some of the movements with my clients, because... Like you said, you have a finite amount of movements that you use or that you practice. And so to just find new ones that fit in, that's one of the coolest things about social media now is is that. What would you say with functional bodybuilding specifically is is the goal or like the long-term vision of that platform? Are you – um, trying to educate both populations are you trying to get people on programs um, where do you see that that evolving because obviously it's already taking off and um, it's doing very well where do you see that going and, and and why do you see it going that way
2: well for the first year I really was more I, I was really just putting out programs to the I don't want to say general population. I think my target um, audience was more of a, uh, or the majority of the audience was like sort of a a CrossFit minded athlete or somebody who was doing like CrossFit maybe competitively or um, you know some general population Cross like CrossFit enthusiasts. So I I find that those folks are a little bit more
3: like they, they already they're like consumers of fitness knowledge already. They're, they're more than just like your average everyday person looking to stay in shape. they like, they love it. They want
2: to do it. Um, so the programs that were, I was putting out were really just, yeah, wanting to get those people onto functional bodybuilding programs. And then, and then it became clear that there's definitely an audience of coaches out there that follow what I'm doing. Um, you know, how big is that audience? I'm not sure, but you know, you know, there's the, the the world and the market of, of fitness coaches is growing all the time. And um, more and more people are trying to get into this industry because they see that there's a real opportunity to um, change people's lives, like change people's health and wellness, and do it in a, an environment that's, you know, can be uh, time flexible for your lifestyle and, and make you feel really good doing it. So, um, as that as that audience of mine is growing, I'm like, yeah, I want there to be coaching education that I can offer them. So, sort of um, go after the p- people that are watching what I'm putting out that are them coaches themselves, and give them real value through uh, some course content material. And then, I, I really. I'm not entirely sure in, you know, three, five, 10 years where it's going to go, but there's definitely going to be a blend of, well, we coach people using these principles through training programs or through individual coaching. And we also educate coaches or we give coaches an opportunity to upgrade their
3: own knowledge and experience, um, in the fitness industry through our our course material
2: or our educational products. And, uh, you know, what the split of that will look like, sort of just discovering as I go and and figuring out through trial and error like what, what people are responding to.
0: Do you have your, uh, the coaches that train under you at your gym, um, are they, have you put them through a specific program that, um, teaches these principles or are they more um just your vibe and and work within the facility um huh that's a good question
2: there's no specific training protocol that i've put them through other than you know our conversations every week uh within our coaches education and you know within the training programs that we're all writing are centered around these principles of functional bodybuilding so it's, it's definitely like the language that we speak here it, um, you know, any course material or any online training programs that I have put out all of my coaches are very familiar with um, some of them more so than others because they're, they're engaged in the writing or the delivery of those programs on a day to day basis but everybody <clears throat> for the most part gets it you know So I like to think that we're like a functional, you know, we're a team of of uh, of coaches that can coach people for a lot of different purposes. Yeah, we can coach CrossFit athletes, and we can coach somebody to do a marathon. And if somebody's looking for functional bodybuilding coaching, they can contact Revival Strength and work with somebody that's on my staff and get really high level functional bodybuilding, you know, personalized coaching.
1: What do you think the Biggest mistake that new coaches, whether you see somebody you hire come in um, or people that you view online or um, wherever you're kind of like poking around for, for content for yourself, what do you see the biggest mistakes new coaches make? Hmm. Um,
0: well, I, I've seen this for a number of years, and I, I, it was a mistake that I made
2: when I was a new coach. And that was just jumping right into exercise
3: prescription um, without doing any assessments
2: on clients. So that was that was it, and that still is it. It's it's uh, being too too quick to think I can fix I can fix you without really knowing what the problem is. And when somebody comes in say, I want to lose weight, you know. Okay, that I think a client. I mean, a coach might, a new coach might be like, okay, well, this is how you lose weight, and they just start prescribing.
3: Here's yeah. your new your food. Here's your workout. Let's go do this workout. Um,
2: but that's not really. You, you haven't spent enough time understanding what the what the challenges for that um, particular client, and you know that client yet. You you're just. You're jumping too quickly to uh, to solutions and to prescriptions. So we talk a lot about assessments
3: and the consultation process with clients, and truly uncovering what you know, what their what their actual problems underlying what they say their stated goals are and to
0: piggyback off that um what would you say is and, and this will be a kind of a two-part question but what would you say is the um biggest kind of i guess mistake that uh, a client or someone that is starting a program makes and then how are you solving that with your program
2: oh yeah um well the yeah, I mean the biggest the biggest uh, ch- mistakes that clients I think are making is um, getting too quick like putting too much emphasis on the on the on the training program and and less on their on the lifestyle um, nutrition and yeah lifestyle guidelines and nutrition. Uh, changes or protocols that need to be put in place so most I don't know there's there's just been too much information false information fed to people for too long that says you can fix your lifetime of poor decisions or your many years of poor decisions with you know, some very, very simple, quick, easy steps, and uh, clients gravitate towards that because they're just they're suffering in some way. They've had something's been off for too long, and now they're like, "Oh, if I just well, look at that, I can just go and fix that really quickly." Um, but the reality is that that's not that's not how things change for people you know you have to create good habits lifestyle follow simple lifestyle guidelines that are hard to change on a regular basis and you must do it for a long time and you know exercise is part of that but it's a small part of that um and so but they want to get you know jump into the to the training because they've been told that if i just do the exercise and that's going to change everything. I mean, I'm thinking of a client that we have here, um, you know, who, who we, I mean, and, and you asked the second part was how has my program or how has our approach changed that? Well, we, we make a strong push with all of our coaching clients, individual coaching clients, from the beginning to start engaging in this process of creating good lifestyle habits and nutritional habits to support what they want, um, and that could be everything from what I started with saying in our uh, conversation today,
3: which is creating rhythm: wake up at the same time every day, go to bed at the same time every day. Just
2: change that one thing for the next year, and see what happens to your energy, into your, you know, body fat, and to your um, uh, health, etc. You know, start to drink half your body weight in fluid ounces of water per day. Okay, simple, but actually execute it every
3: day for a year. How, you know, what happens to that? You know, we we,
2: we, we address all that stuff early on with our clients. Um, for our online training programs, we have sort of a, like a, a lifestyle guideline, nutrition guideline, um, accompanying p- package program, Um, That, you know, gives people, rewards people for behaviors like that that will ultimately pay off. Um, Not like here's a a diet prescription, but here are the guidelines you want to follow. And you follow them most days and you're going to be successful. Um, So those are the ways we're trying. But back to the client example, I got this client here who has sort of resisted that a lot. He's been here for six months. He's made huge changes but it's come from like you know four days of like he had a horrible lifestyle comes in here starts exercising sees all these like you know great body composition changes just from the exercise portion of it and yet he hasn't made any real progress in the lifestyle you know nutrition side of things and he's proud of his results and he should be proud and he's you know he's lost a bunch of body fat and he's gained muscle and that's fantastic in the back of my mind, I'm like, Man, you haven't even scratched the surface of what you're capable of, and that's all that's still on the table. The moment you to, you know, the moment you decide you're going to commit to drinking water, eating protein at every meal, stop fasting for half the day, and then eating crap after five p.m. Like, just, just, you know,
1: that's going to be the the big payoff is, is then. Yeah, I think that's honestly a, a, what a great way to bring it full circle because we opened this conversation not asking you specifically about what your hour to 90 minutes looks like in the gym, but how you started your day. And I think that's what's really important about having discussions with people who are thought leaders in their field, but also live the lifestyle that they preach is that once you start digging under the layers, like people who really have it together, aren't just spending one hour a day or four hours, one day or, or an hour, four days a week. Just trying to figure out their time in the gym. This is a morning routine. This is what we're eating. This is what we're thinking about. This is the way we frame our nutrition and our sleep and our stress. And adding those all together is really how you start to compound results. It's not just the time spent in the gym or it's not just figuring out your morning routine. Um, But then framing that in a way for a client um, or for a fan on social media that, yeah, it's going to be a process at the same time. I Actually, it's funny. I gave the exact same answer. Somebody asked me the other day about that, which is why I started to uh, ask that question. And I said, has a mismanagement of expectations on timelines because we just don't prioritize our goals very well. Unless that moves up to the very, very top of your list and you're willing to sacrifice relationships and work, like you just aren't a professional athlete necessarily – Um, So if you're not willing to make it your number one priority, you have to adjust your timeline based on your lifestyle. And it's doing that in small, digestible chunks, just like how you frame your social media, to build a broader plan to actually turn you into a functioning, healthy human being.
0: Totally. Totally. So we love to... um, to finish with uh, a question that we frame our business around Um, the motto of our business is have the best day ever every single day Um, and we really think that through lifestyle like we mentioned um, through time with family and friends and really just owning that mindset that's a true possibility so if you could wake up tomorrow um, and you kind of just explained your morning so maybe it's very similar to that but if you could wake up tomorrow and do anything you want um, to fulfill what would be your best day ever what would that look like?
2: well it's uh, yeah it's a similar start to the day like you do uh, like I already kind of shared with you um, it's time it's then some time spent with my immediate family that is really un, like uninterrupted and Like there's no outside stress that pulls my attention and my, you know, pulls me away. Uh, And then there's about a two, maybe two to three hour movement exploration part of my day that might look like training. It might look like doing something physical where my body feels good and it's aligned with what I'm doing and. There's effort and there's hard work and there's sweat and there's um, and then there's about a thirty minute period of reflection afterwards
3: where I get to like, connect the thoughts and the feelings that happen during the training with um, you know maybe with on, on the paper or onto the computer and um, and that reflection time is when I'm the most creative and I'm the most. Connected with what I want to share with
2: my audience, um, so that's that's when I would, I would move into like kind of a a work creative mode and just write something or or share something and uh, and then I would I would finish yeah I finish the day again with like you know with my immediate or semi extended family and. Um, We would cook food together, I would be in the kitchen, you know, cooking local fresh ingredients and making something that is nourishing to the whole family and we would all sit around and eat and, yeah, not feel rushed and be in bed by 8 o'clock to watch a show with my wife and that's it. That's the day
3: yeah
0: that's that's awesome and i love that that sounds like it's probably a lot of your days so that's it's amazing that when we ask that question how often we get a response that is if not exactly very similar to the days that you're already doing because you're on that mindset you're in that you're in that growth mindset and you're doing exactly what you want to do and what's what's your calling to the world so um, yeah. We're really excited about everything you're doing. We're going to obviously introduce our listeners to your programs, to your pages. What's the best way for anybody that's looking to connect with you? Um, if they're in town, they can work out with you. Where is your gym? Um, and how can they connect with you online? Yeah, well, we're. Um, Revival Strength is the business,
2: revivalstrength.com is the website. You should head over there and get on to my email list where I have uh where we're sending out content, free content every week that has workouts, warm ups, movement ideas. Um and that's how we just stay really connected with our our kind of loyal following and audience, people that love what we're about and love the training. And then uh if I didn't say that already, we're in San Rafael, California. So that's, that's San Francisco Bay Area. So if you guys are out on the West Coast and you're visiting the San Francisco area, we're, we're like a 20-minute drive north of the city, and you can come and uh, drop in and train with us. Um, and then lastly, yeah, we've got two social media channels that I think you should check out. One is Functional.BodyBuilding. So the movement library and the movement uh, exploration that I talked about is really showcased well on that channel. And then there's uh, Marcus Philly, which is my personal uh, Instagram page and YouTube, and there's uh, a lot of good content there as well.
0: Fantastic! It's been it's been awesome to chat. It's been awesome to to learn about what you're doing, how you are integrating things you've learned throughout your lifestyle, your career, your CrossFit career into a, uh, a new way to disseminate um, some very, very awesome information so we're just super happy to, that you took some time today to chat with us and uh, Jason and I come out to San Francisco a decent amount so next time we're out there we'll come get a workout in. You should, absolutely. I'd love to have you guys up and thank you guys for uh, sort of guiding this
2: conversation and I, I, I apologize if some of my answers kind of went long but uh, I was sort of in that like reflective mode today so I was kind of uh letting my mind just kind of go and wander and um but I do I always appreciate the opportunity to do that it definitely um these conversations they they bring up a lot for me that that help guide just kind of what what my next steps are going to be so so thanks for the uh, opportunity
0: you're in your rhythm we love it (laughs) yeah yeah right on All right, brother. Thanks so much. Have the best day ever. You too. Thank you so much for listening to the Live Better Show. We are extremely excited to extend you guys a discount on our retreat for listening to this episode. If you can make it to our next Live Better Experience, email ham at livebetterco.org. H-A-M at livebetterco.org. Yet we go ham. You want a discount off the next trip, hit us up. Have the best day ever.